0: Morning. Last week we read of four reasons why we can trust Jesus. He promises us that he's going to go prepare a place for us. And if you notice in that statement uh, that he's going to prepare a place for us, it also kind of hints at and implies that that where we are now is not the best place we could be. Right this life is not the end. He knows the state of this world. Right? God created everything. He created the earth, everything in it, and it it is good. But at the same rate it has fallen. Just thinking about how this connects with what we've been going over in class. It is good, but it is fallen. And so he promises us, promises us that he's going to take us to God, the Father's presence, He's going to take us to somewhere better than we're, where we are now. To be in the Father's presence is the best place we could be. He promises us that. Not only that, but He promise us, promises to take us to that place. So He's preparing that place, then He's going to take us there. He's not just saying, I'm preparing a place. No, He's going to fulfill His promise. He's not just preparing a place and then leaving us alone. No, he's going to take us to that place. He's going to take us to himself. And we saw that he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That is another reason we can trust him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And last reason we saw last week is that he and the Father are one. He talks about somebody he knows because they are one. The question I want us to ponder this week is: There fruit in our life? Is there fruit in our life that demonstrates our trust in Him? I guess it's one thing to say that we trust Jesus. It's another thing to see fruit that comes from legitimate trust in Jesus. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to misunderstand, right? I'm not, I'm not saying this is not a guilt trip. I don't want you to feel guilty, then out of that feeling, try and will fruit on your own power, or because trying to will fruit on your own power, that's not trust. Or you don't will fruit of God by your own means. That's not trusting God. And the thing is, I think there are many people, there are many people who say they trust Jesus, they say they believe in Jesus, but they don't live like it. Their life is not a natural result of trust in Jesus. Outwardly, they may be on fire. They may be passionate. But inwardly, it's just fear, anxiety. There's no fruit from it. They say to themselves, Lord, Lord, I I believe you. I trust you. I trust that you're going to take care of my physical needs. But then they live for money. Their whole life is just a a matter of acquiring possessions, acquiring wealth, storing up in barns, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, acquiring things that do not last. They say they trust, but they don't. How do I know this? Because I've been there. I know I've said, I trust you, God. I trust you, God, but not really. Times in my life where I know that I don't actually trust Him, and I would go out and try to uh, work my, my own fruit. I would try to seize control of my life and just be all about my own personal gain. And I'm not saying that there's that you have to be completely void of doubt or fear. Because the fact of the matter is we are. Sometimes we doubt, sometimes we fear. But let's at least be honest about that. Because God God can handle that. God's not going to throw you away like some piece of trash because you have some doubts. No, God loves you. Even if you don't. God loves you. So in John chapter 14, just a few verses today. John chapter 14. Verse 12, we're going to walk slowly through these few verses. Look at what Jesus says is a natural result of trusting, of believing in Him. John chapter 14, verse 12, the very first bit of verse 12, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. (laughs) Belief in Jesus... Trust in Jesus naturally results in doing his works. You trust in Jesus, you do his works. There's no other way around this. And I could imagine the disciples present as he's teaching them, as he's talking to them. Uh, they might be thinking, they'll say, yeah, we've done a little bit of that. We've been able to do some ministry, to go, go tell others about you, about how you love the world. We've been able to do that. It's been a little tough. It's been hard following you. Right when we hear Jesus saying that if we trust him if we believe in him we're going to do his works, I imagine there's a little bit of anxiety. It's hard to keep up with you Jesus. Your works. We're talking about radical love. Somebody loving the world in which nobody ever has loved the world except him, except God. That? Works of healing? Sometimes we have anxiety. Sometimes we doubt whether or not this is true. Truly, truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. Is that true, Jesus? Do we trust that? Do we trust his words? Then he raises the stakes, so to speak. He continues in verse 12. Not only does he say that we're going to do the works that he does, verse 12 says, and he will do even greater works than these. What? Greater works? I don't know what you think when you read this, but the first time you read this, the first time you really consider about what he's saying here, you're saying that to those who trust you, to those who believe you, they're going to do your works, but not only that, they're going to do greater works. Greater how? The fact of the matter is this word translated as greater can both refer to quantity and quality. So you might think, well, which is it? Is it quantity or is it quality? Now, if you're like me, if you're like me, the first time I read this text, I was like, surely, surely he's just talking about quantity. Surely he's just talking about quantity. No way, no way greater in quality works uh, we're going to do. There's no way that's going to happen. And in one sense, that's true. We cannot do, we cannot do His works, nor could we ever do greater works by our own power. Keywords, by our own power. But notice in that statement, no way, no way we're going to do greater works. There's a lack of trust there. So the fact of the matter is, I think Jesus He means greater. Greater in both quantity and quality. That's what the word means. How do we feel about that? Does it make us uncomfortable? Are we anxious? Are we afraid? Do we doubt? The answer is yes. I know. I have. I sometimes still do. Greater in both quantity and quality. First off, Jesus' disciples have done more in quantity, right? Initially going off into the East, East Asia, doing works over there to eventually maybe all the way to Spain, and now obviously we're all over the world, so Jesus... He has more foot soldiers to do more works. So there's more works being done in quantity. What about quality? How, how, could, how could greater works and quality be done in us? And here's the thing here's the thing it's not because of our power, it's not by our means, it's through the power of the risen. And glorified Christ. Risen and glorified Christ. We read in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, part of the Christ hymn. Do I not have that in the slides? I might not. I do. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. For this reason God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, that is who works in and through us. The name that's above every name, to whom every knee, every knee, shall bow. So do we trust Him? glorified, risen Christ, do we trust him that he's going to work greater works through us? Now let me address a few questions that I think will come to mind as I uh, cover this. I, I understand that people might be a little uncomfortable with this interpretation, but I don't think it's even an interpretation because he means greater. He says it pretty plainly. Let me address a few questions. Is Jesus saying we're all going to be empowered to do the exact same works as each other? We're all just going to be doing the same works. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about different gifts being distributed according to the Spirit's will. So no, I don't think Jesus is saying that everybody's going to be doing the exact same kind of works. Right? These works are being done in accordance with his and the Spirit's will. Right? So whatever Jesus wills, whatever the Spirit wills, those works are going to be done in and through us. So, no, it's not that we're going to be able to do these works anytime we want. It's not based on our own power, our own merit. We don't have that kind of merit. It's based on His and the Spirit's will. Another question I think may cross your minds. Well, here in chapter 14, or 13 through 14 through 15, 16, 17, he's talking to the apostles, right? The 11. So, is he not just referring to them? That they're going to be able to do greater works? No. Look at the wording of this, verse 12. He says, truly I tell you, the one who believes in me. He says the one who believes. If you wanted to refer to just them, he would have said to you. To you who believes, you're going to do the works that I do. And greater works will you do. Another reason why I know that he's not just referring to the apostles, because the 72 in Acts that are able to do his works, they're not the apostles. So he's not just referring to the apostles, he's referring to the one who believes and trusts in him. So, why can we do greater works? And in both quantity and quality, it's because Jesus is working in and through us. It's because he is working in and through us. And at the end of this verse, he also gives another reason. The end of verse 12, he says, here's why, another reason why. Because I am going to the Father. So we were able to do his works, we're able to do greater works, Because he is going to the Father. Now in the next few weeks, or in the next few sermons, we're going to see why this is so. He's going to talk about the Spirit. The short answer is that he's going to go to the Father and then we're going to receive. We have received the Spirit and through the Spirit, he does these works. Verse 13. The first half of verse 13. He says, Whatever you ask in my name. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. What's well, whatever? What do you mean whatever? What does it mean to ask in Jesus' name? What does it mean to ask something in Jesus' name, right? Is it just making sure to say at the end of your prayer, in Jesus' name, amen? Is that, is that what it means? Well, I think we should read verse 13 with verse 12 in mind. I mentioned this word a lot. Uh, When reading scripture, context. When you're reading a block of text, what is before, what is after, how does that inform what you're reading now? So with verse 13, reading that with verse 12 in mind, I think he's talking about those who trust him and will do his works and even greater works. So whatever you ask is not literally whatever, it's whatever is of his works. Continue on verse 13. The second half, it says, so that, here's why, or here's the reason, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The Father may be glorified in the Son. So, one, to ask something in Jesus' name, ask to be of his works. Two, it has the end of glorifying the Father End of mind. That's the end of asking something in Jesus' name. Chapter 12, John chapter 12, verse 27. Jesus says, Now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour, but that is why I came to this hour. I feel like I'm missing something there. Let me go there real quick. John chapter 12, verse 27. Now my soul is troubled. What should I say, Father? Save me from this hour, but that is why I came to this hour. Sorry, verse 28, I should have included that. Verse 28 says, Father, glorify your name. That's why he came to this hour. That is Jesus' purpose, to glorify the Father. So, if you're asking something in his name, it has the end of glorifying the Father in mind. And pay, pay close attention, back in John chapter 14, pay close attention to how he words this, he says in verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. I will do it. Another way we know if something is asked in his name, is Jesus the basis for the work? Or is this something that we're just pursuing, that we're trying to achieve by our own power? For something to be in Jesus' name, Jesus is the basis of the work. In John chapter 15, verse 7, kind of relates to this that we're going to get here in a few weeks. It says, Jesus says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Abiding in Jesus is part of that. To ask something in his name means you are abiding in him, he's working through you. The works that you are doing are on the basis of his power. It's not about our merit, it's not about our ability. It's about his merit and his ability. And as we close here, verse 14. Verse 14, he says, If you ask me anything in my name, again, in my name, end of glorifying the God the Father. Uh, It's in accordance with his will. Jesus is the basis for the work. We're abiding in him, in his name. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Do we trust that? His works that he says we will do, even greater works, and that if we ask him, if we ask him, he's going to do those works, those greater works. Do we actually trust that? Perhaps we are like the father in Mark chapter 9. I know we are. He says, I believe, I trust. Help my unbelief. Help my lack of trust. Don't Don't try to hide it. I know for a fact that we all have had doubts. I know for a fact that we all have lacked trust. And sometimes we might still lack trust. But we don't need the trust in ourselves. We trust in Him. Let's close in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, You are good, and you alone are good. Lord, you know our hearts. You know our motivations. You know our desires. We can't hide a single thing from you. Lord, you know when we lack trust. Maybe sometimes we convince ourselves that we are trusting, but we don't. Lord, I pray that you would create in us a clean heart. May we know you as you know us. May we trust that you are going to do your works through us and in us. Because Lord, we, we know how hard it is. But Lord, your will be done. May our will align with yours. Your will be done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'd like to put your faith in him, you can as we stand and sing.